people who try to time are usually going to lose, and that's why it's more important to have more of a, a plan in place uh, that's not going to be trying to be success based off of where the market is, you know, timing and getting in and getting out. It's time for the Retirement Reality Podcast with the founder of Principal Preservation Services, Mike Koyanen. Well, good to talk to you again, Mike. We got a good show. Uh, we're talking about the next stock market crash and the survival guide we're going to put together for listeners today on the podcast to try to take lessons that we've learned from not only 2020, and there's a lot of lessons learned and probably still more to come before this year's over with, but also we'll look back to 2008 a little bit and some things we learned from there and apply those to your planning to get ready for the next time the stock market crashes. Because Mike, we know it's going to happen again, right? At some point. Yeah, it's not a matter of if it will, just when will it happen. We just know markets go in cycles. What we experienced with uh, coronavirus is not a typical, it wasn't an economic downturn. It was a healthcare crisis. So uh, that wasn't a true recession from the, the economy. It caused the recession, but it wasn't because of the market and what was going on in the economy. So yeah, we don't want to talk, we don't like talking about down, you know, crashes, but it's something we do talk about with our clients because you want to be prepared for the worst and we hope for the best, but we want to be prepared for those tough times. Yeah. Nobody really had this on their radar for 2020 and it happened really quickly. So there's a lot of times you just don't have time to react. So that's why you want to be proactive and, and get ahead of this. So that when it does happen, you're not sweating and making emotional decisions when it rolls around. But before we get started, let me remind you about Mike, his team over principal preservation services are there to help you. They, they're serving all of Minneapolis, St. Paul, Western Wisconsin, and even further out now with the virtual meeting options. But you can find their office in Woodbury, Minnesota, or Hudson, Wisconsin, whichever one is more convenient for you. And and you've probably seen Mike before on WCCO-TV. He also has his book. He's co-authored Mama's Secret Recipe for Retirement Success. And you can find all, a lot of that information and watch the videos and listen to these podcasts online at principalpreservationservices.com. So, Let's begin with the survival guide. And, and again, to give you a little context on why we wanted to go this route, you know, we, we've all experienced what a market crash feels like. You know, even if you forgot what 2008 was like, well, 2020 is a sobering reminder of what it's like to experience that sudden market drop. And we don't know when the next one's going to happen. As we mentioned, you know, the virus, well, the surge in virus cases cause another market crash. We still have the election coming up in 2020. And then who knows what other factors could weigh in at some point. So we know it's going to happen. Uh, we just don't know when and how significant it'll be, but we want to make sure that we can follow these basic rules that we're going to present to you. we got five of them here. We're going to call it our market crash survival guide to make sure you don't lose your shirt next time that, that arrow on the graph tumbles downward. So let's begin with this one, Mike. And, uh, and I think this is one you probably have a conversation with quite a bit with clients, but you want to always make sure you have an understanding of just how much risk that you're exposed to. Yeah, that, that's so important. And we've talked about this and before this whole virus hit, we were on 11-year bull run in the market, which has never happened before. 11-year up market. And so obviously that it, it came to an end here and, you know, the coronavirus here. But I think it's important. To, uh, we have a, a software program that we utilize for everybody, whether you become a client or not, to give a good risk assessment of how, how, what level of risk you're at. Most people really don't understand the level of risk they have in their portfolios. Yeah, because you get your prospectuses and 90% of the people don't read the prospectuses that they get on their investments. You know, they come in the 401ks and they usually come every quarter, your IRAs, they mail them out. But you might have 
just say even if you're married, you, you, you might have 15 to 20 investments in your 401k. Your spouse might have another 15 to 20. You might have some IRAs that you might have another 5 to 10 or 15. Are you really going to read the perspectives on each one of those investments? Most likely not. And a lot of times there's a lot of overlapping and you buy these mutual funds and you know these are large cap and you know growth and you know dividend paying and and there's a lot of overlapping so sometimes you're buying one and you're actually buying more amazon or more google and and you really want to be in that uh so what we do is we put our clients uh portfolios into a program we call riskalyze we pay a service for this uh for our clients and it actually gives you a risk score for all your portfolios total from one to 99, it'll tell you what your portfolio will do if we have a really good market like we did in 2013, six and a half years ago, roughly. The market made about 32%. What will your portfolio do? And it'll give you a score uh, side by side to the S&P. But it also show you if we have a 2008 year, uh, what will your portfolio as a whole do? What will you guys lose in 2008, That just that one year? Or we could look at that whole real estate bubble from October of 2007 to um, March of 2009, that 17-month that, uh, window where the market was down, that bear market, what would your portfolio do in that time? Because you have to just remember, you're 12 years older than what you were from that last one, that last major one outside of coronavirus. You need to be prepared for that. And you, you can also go to my website because if you go to principalpreservationservices.com, we actually have a link to Risk Lives. You can actually input your information there without even calling us up if you want, and it'll give you a risk uh, a risk score. It tells you actually, actually they'll have you a risk questionnaire actually, tells you where you should be at, and then I'll, I'll input your information, and we'll see, we'll jive to see if your investments really match up where your comfort level is. Yeah, that's a good point. You'll find that right there on the front of the website. You'll see it right there near the top of the page. You can find it pretty easily. Um, second thing that we want to uh, make sure that we're prepared for, um, you know, as the market's going up, a lot of people are, are maybe have visions of bigger and bigger gains along the way. And, you know, it's easy. Hey, the last decade was a nice run and it's easy to get pretty confident and, and, and see and, and project out further and further. But it's also very important. And you talked about this quite a bit on the podcast, Mike, is to protect yourself by taking some gains as you go along. Yeah. Take some money off the table as you're making money. Um, um, so I don't, I'm not a big gambler. There's usually one conference every year. I'll, I'll go play blackjack. Um, but I usually walk away even or maybe a little bit ahead. But I'm not a big gambler, of course. But uh, I enjoy it that once a year. You know, you almost kind of forget how to play blackjack. And so then I, I kind of <laughs> read a little tutorial again, get my basic <laughs> information. And as you play, it kind of flows again. But one thing that I always do as I make money, I have my starting pile and then I have my excess pile. This is what I and I usually I don't go usually to my excess pile that I've made, so I keep that separate. So I think that's important. As you, the older we get, you should do, be doing the same things because your your years of opportunity for growth are, are less and less as you're getting closer to retirement. You need to be taking some of that money off the table because you know if you're 62 years old, 63, and you're going to retire at 65, you know what you have today is roughly 90 percent or 95 percent of what you will have. Why do you want to? expose majority of that money to the market. And again, we're not against the market because we recommend clients being some of their dollars in the market, but you want to be able to lower some of that risk and put them in more appropriate funds 
uh, for retirement. So, you know, I'll say a bird in the hand is better than two in the bush. We always think, oh man, what if, you know, what if I would have kept that money in there? I would have done so much. You can't live in the past. Hindsight's always 2020. I can kick myself by not investing in Tesla a few months ago and (laughs) and made three or four times my money. Big deal. You know, there's always going to, there's so many stocks out there. We could all find it. If we would have known, we would have known. Nobody was going to know that a company that doesn't show a profit was going to, their stocks were going to increase four times the price, you know, in three months. So things like that just usually don't happen. Uh, Don't be so risky with your investments. Yeah, but even those people that did have Tesla to start the year, I mean, they probably... Probably, probably wish they would have taken some gains when it got up to what seventeen, eighteen hundred, whatever it was, because it came back down some. But again, there's always a point where you're like, man, I wish I would have gotten out a little bit, uh, a little bit sooner. So don't forget to take some money as you go along. Take some of that profit off the table. Uh, yeah. another, another thing to do when you're getting ready is uh, build your portfolio to make sure you're diversified, and not just diversified, but diversified appropriately. Yeah, we we usually have the three bucket scenario. I draw this out for. Uh, our clients or soon-to-be clients, you have your red bucket, which is your risk money. That's going to be stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETS, variable annuities. Uh, bonds, people say bonds. Well, that's not risk. I go, yeah, because they're interest rate sensitive. You can still lose money in bonds. Not going to lose as much uh, as you would stocks, but yeah, you could lose. We show the yellow bucket, which I, I call that your peace of mind bucket. That's your checking, your savings, your CDs, your cash on hand. You don't want to keep too much in that yellow bucket because it pays less than inflation. So you're losing money by having too much money in that bucket. But it's appropriate to have six months, maybe to 12 months of your expenses when you're retired there. And then there's a guaranteed bucket, money that's going to have a, a more of a guaranteed, a 4 to 5% average rate of return on that money in retirement that you can't go backwards. So we want your our clients to be appropriately blended in retirement, not to have so much in that red bucket, which we see a lot. Usually we're seeing 85 to 95% of their money in that red bucket in their approaching retirement or in it, they can't afford to have that level of risk. So time to diversify appropriately. All right. Next item on our list, survival guide, lessons learned for the next stock market crash. We kind of touched on this a little bit, but let's expand on it a little bit. Uh, don't try to time the market uh, on the, in good markets and in bad. Yeah. No, nobody knew what was going to happen here after February you know, 19th, the market hit an all-time high. And then just things drop so fast. In less than six weeks, the S&P lost 34%. Uh, we see people made, made the mistake, too. So as people time it on the positive, they try to time it on the top, but they also try to time it on the bottom. And and as, we had people come in here, even when we told them not to do it, they actually sold out of their investments at the bottom. And then they never got back in. You know, So people who try to time are usually going to lose. And that's why it's more important to have more of a, a plan in place uh, that's not going to be trying to be success based off where the market is, you know, timing and getting in and getting out. Uh, leave that to the professionals. Now we have portfolios that uh, are actively managed for our clients that actually will reduce the volatility as the markets become more volatile. So we have a few of these portfolios that some of our clients at the most in their their risk lost no more than 16% when the S and P lost, you know, 34. Uh, where their you know 401ks were losing 25 to 35 percent, our clients didn't lose on their risk side of their money more than 16 percent. So, but that's where we have portfolios designed to, to do that, and we actually have portfolios you know for the year as we're speaking right today. Ben, the S and P is down about five five and a half percent as I, I looked earlier from the all time high. 
as we're doing this podcast. Well, if you tried to do the timing of the market, it's, it's a you know this is not your full time position. We actually these portfolios we have, have client portfolios that are positive for the year, even though the S and P five hundred is is short so far for the year. So leave that up to the professionals. Um, retail investors, they say, I always make mistakes. They buy high and they sell low and because they're emotional. And when you're talking about your own money, you need to have somebody who's unemotional attached to your money to make those right decisions. Yeah, I bet that's even more true this year because of some of the dramatic swings we've sw- seen on day-to-day and week-to-week basis where, you know, you might feel like when this you see this market jump up, you know, 10% one day or 5% one day, a pretty big jump, you might want to buy in. And then the next day it drops back three or 4% and it can just be a wild ride, uh, ride of swings along the way. So don't even try to the time. It'll just give you a headache, right? <laughs> it, it will. Yeah. It's, it's, it's frustrating. It's, it's a yo-yo effect, a roller coaster ride. And yeah, try to avoid doing that. Yeah. All right. Last thing on our survival guide. And I think this may be the most important. If you did have a plan in place and didn't have a well-conceived, strong plan in place, Go ahead and do that, number one. But just remember when you're in this middle of this next crash, and just like in March, everybody said this time's different. Well, just remember, don't panic when that crash comes, even though in the moment it can be very, very scary. It can, and that's where you have to have confidence in the plan. So we had, you know, of course, a lot of people called us during that time. And first of all, they, I will say, are the consensus majority of clients that called were surprised how little they lost. Because again, I, I just brief a lot of our clients have managed portfolios that lower the risk. But again, we don't recommend all of our clients' money in the market. So if uh, just say at worst, their clients in the market lost 16%, but they have other money that can't lose at all, they would have been at worst an 8% uh, loss in the market. Well, you know, if you had you know, $100,000 and you lost 8%, you're down to 92000 You only need to make 9% to get your money back to 100000 So it's easy to obtain that. The problem is most people don't understand the deeper you go, the harder it is to get your money back. And so we already have this plan in place and we, we already, we plan for the worst, even though we didn't see the worst coming yet, but we actually had the plan for these clients. So those, those clients who were already retired and drawing money, from our, you know, say their TD Meritrade account, uh, we changed it up and we had their withdrawals coming from a different account so their their money in the uh, management that's in the market can have time to recover. And so we don't accelerate that problem. It's, it's a risk called sequence of return risk that the problem is when you're taking withdrawals out in a declining market, it's going to accelerate those losses. And we don't want that to happen for our, our clients who are retired. So we, we put a stop to that have them take withdrawals from a different account we already established, allow the market to recover before they access that money again. Get a plan in place. That is a, a big deal and a very important. And we talk about it every time, but it, it's true. It, it can save you a lot of headache, a lot of stress, a lot of worry, uh, and a lot of fear when the next market crash comes. So hopefully this survival guide will help you out along the way. Make sure you jot down these things and keep them in mind. Be working on these things ahead of time. So when that next uh, downturn happens, you will be prepared. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. Time now for the mailbag. We take a couple questions from some listeners. You can send them in always at principalpreservationservices.com. You're also welcome to call Mike's team anytime at 855-987-8888. Well, maybe not anytime when they're in the office, but let's get a couple questions in Mike before we close out the show. Uh, First one comes in from Nancy. 
She writes, employees at my company have the opportunity to buy shares of stock in the company at a significant discount. Is this something I should take advantage of? I believe you should if you have the, the finances to buy stock. So as long as you're not putting yourself in a bad situation, but what a great opportunity. So I look at, again, we have a lot of 3M clients that can get a 15% discount on their stock. And, you know, at one time, you know, 3M stock was down to under $120 a share. I think it was as low as 117 or 119, somewhere in there. Well, if you're getting a 15% discount, you could buy that share at, at $100 roughly. Uh, that's a great deal for a for a stock that was valued at a couple of years ago at like $265 a share or something like that. So take advantage of those those discounts and not just that, but other companies like Ecolab and I think even Delta was offering that to their clients. I mean, their employees years ago as well. Take advantage of that. You're getting a 15% discount immediately. You're already ahead of the game. From day one, you, you, you get 15% equity in that stock. So definitely take advantage of those if you can. Thanks for that question, Nancy. Our second one comes in from Cheryl. She writes, my husband wants to pay off either our house or our rental property just so that we'll have something paid off. We have enough in our money market account to pay off one of them, but I prefer seeing a lot of money in that account just in case we need it for something. So Mike, who's right? <laughs> well, I don't want to start a fight <laughs> between you guys, but you know, it's having being debt free is, is also... Well, paying off one of the properties, it's a nice freeing feeling as well. So I don't know exactly what you have in your money market to pay off one of the properties. Now, if it's going to mean that you're going to empty out your reserves, I'm not a fan of that because I think you should never drop below a three-month reserve if you're still working. If you're retirement, you shouldn't drop below a six-month reserve. So if you can afford to do that, I think it's still okay. Now, if you're, you're probably still itemizing taxes, if you have a rental property, you might want to pay off your primary residence before the rental property because um, you're still, still depreciating that property and you have the, uh, the mortgage on that. Either one, we, you talk to your tax accountant on that, but I would, if I was you, if you had the money to do it, pay off one of the properties as long as you still have some kind of cushion. Uh, I'm assuming you have a separate bank account to cover repairs for the rental property as well. But if that's going to leave you short and there's a big expense with the rental property and you don't have the money then, then it could put you in a bind. So you just have to look at, you know, where your reserves are at. Might not be this year, but maybe next year. Maybe for sure you'd have an extra, some extra reserves by next year to do that. Right. Thanks, Cheryl, for that question again. You want to talk with a qualified professional to uh, go through your entire situation first before you make any decisions, but uh, just some things to consider there. So if you have any questions, please send them in to the Retirement Reality Podcast at principalpreservationservices.com. Mike, that's a, that's a wrap for another episode. Uh, hopefully everybody prepares for that next market crash. Know it's going to come at some point. Go ahead and be prepared. It's inevitable. It will happen. We just We just hope it won't be here in the near future. I think we've had enough to handle in 2020. We don't want to see any other big correction this year. Hopefully not. Yeah, it'd be great to have one of those another one of those ten year bull runs, wouldn't it? That'd be a beautiful thing. But it'd be amazing. Can never count on that. Uh anyway, let's close it out on that note. Hit subscribe for us, please, if you would. Uh, the Retirement Reality Podcast will be back in another week and we'll talk to you again at that time. Thanks. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.